I'm told that um, 20 million people are supposed to watch as we take our vows. They say if you want something different, you have to do something different. Why not? Yes. I'll marry you. You. Well, you'll never know what you're missing until you try it, right? Or something? <laughs> something. Anyway. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Forever Fangirls podcast. I am Sheila Amato and you can find me and my wife on our website at foreverfangirls.com. And I am Kimberly Amato and you can also find us on Twitter, on Facebook, and Instagram at foreverfanpod. Same handle, three socials. We are your hosts and we're glad you can join us. Yeah, and today we're going to be discussing um, a film that launched in theaters as well as uh, streaming on Peacock TV. It's titled Marry Me, and it stars Jennifer Lopez, J-Lo, and Owen Wilson. And as always, spoilers are ahead. So if you have not seen Marry Me yet, please be aware that we will be talking about major plot points. So pause us, watch the film, and then come back to our discussion. I started the music early. Yes, you did. I'm sorry. What was that about? I just, I thought you, you, I love you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the, the movie uh, was released on February 11th, 2022. It was just in time for Valentine's Day. Yeah, you know, this year's Valentine's Day was, it was really odd for me. Why was it odd? Because I didn't even realize it was Valentine's Day, maybe because it was Monday. And I was actually in a Zoom meeting when <laughs> someone said happy Valentine's Day to all. And I'm like, oh, oh, wow. It is Valentine's Day. Yeah, I, I'm going to read this line that my wife wrote in our little uh, doodle You always script. tell me that. <clears throat> well, every day is Valentine's Day with you. And yes, I do say that to you all the time, and it's rather cheesy and corny, but... So, because I put <laughs> there, because you always say it, because why, why are you doing it that It now? has to be a spur-of-the-moment thing. Are you serious right now? <laughs> you just totally ruined the romantic thing out there. I love you. And yes, every day with you feels like Valentine's Day. And I will never, I will never look at Valentine's Day the same because for me, when I look at it, I'm like, why am I going to tell you I love you and treat you like this amazing, wonderful person when you are that wonderful person every day in my world? I don't need one day in one month every year to remind me how brilliant, beautiful, lovely, and amazing you are. Okay. So now she's just laying it on. Thin I'm really trying to get out of the... Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The, the Do you see what this is going? Yeah. I, mm. I'm shoveling. Is it working? No, it's Damn. not. So anyway, um, let's just go and talk about this lovely rom-com. Marry me, shall we? I love you. Uh-huh. Go ahead. All right. So from IMDb, music superstars Kat Valdez and Bastian are getting married before a global audience of fans. But when Kat learns seconds before her vows that Bastian has been unfaithful, she decides to marry Charlie, a stranger in the crowd, instead. And just to add to that, Charlie is a divorced father who coaches Path Club. And he's trying to help his daughter get over the fear of stage fright. So, you know, that's where all of the, like, side story comes in. And Parker in and is the one with the tickets. Yes. 
So Parker is one of Charlie's guidance counselor, I believe. Best friend. And best friend work at the same school. And Parker had three tickets. Mm -hmm. Parker's ex. And And her girlfriend. Yeah. And needless to say, they broke up and Parker took Charlie Mm -hmm. and Lou. Mm -hmm. Now, based on what we watch, apparently Peacock recommended (laughs) that we see this. Like, based on your viewing, (laughs) you need to watch this movie. So we did. Okay. Um, okay, so with that, let's go ahead and start with the good. I love the music. Yes, I know. You're, you, I've been playing the soundtrack nonstop on Apple Music. <laughs> but, but you've also been like a JLo fan from way way back when. You've, yeah, you've enjoyed I, her music. Yeah, I enjoy her music. So, yeah. but um, it on my way has now become like when I really need to. Since I'm writing a new novel, mm. there's certain um, romantic elements I need, and I just put on my way on repeat one, which means it just repeats that same song over and over and over and over and over again. You know what? When I do that, you tell me please play something else. I do it in headphones. There's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard. She just blew up my spot. Okay, <laughs> it's fine. very hard when I'm trying to write and I hear the same song over and over and over again that I'm not. It, it's like I could be needing to write a romance sequence and you'll be playing like Metallica. It just doesn't work. I don't listen to Metallica. You get the point, though. It's a completely different genre. <laughs> yes, I understand. But I do. I really enjoy the soundtrack. All of it. I mm. like all of it. Um, I'll put the link the to link. The, the soundtrack, I think, on iTunes because I don't mm-hmm. know. What I mean, it's also on Spotify. It's on Spotify. It's it's on iTunes. It's, I mean, it's everywhere. Everywhere greater music is sold. Or streamed. Or streamed. Played. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so music was amazing, mm-hmm. and the acting I thought was actually, you know, it from from Owen Wilson specifically and from J Lo. I thought that they were, you know, they they had they had good chemistry there. I thought. Mm-hmm. I see. I found J Lo to be her performance felt very sincere. The quirkiness of her character it came across as honest and endearing and she did a great job as far as I'm concerned. You know, Owen Wilson, the way he delivers lines and everything, it's it, you're used to mm-hmm. seeing that from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying I'm used to seeing, you know, JLo play the same roles. I'm just saying that I was more in tune with her character and the way she delivered it. He was very good. She was good in my opinion too. Very good. Yeah. Um, I just happen to lean more towards maybe because I'm a JLo fan. I don't know. Yeah. It could be. I'm biased. And and you know what? That's fine. I mean, you know, her her acting resonated with you and that's mm-hmm. fine. And you had mentioned this actually because you were you were in the industry that, you know, you, for a hot five seconds. But you know, you that you you really appreciated the way they had the manager and how how his character was really focused on making sure that JLo's character was quote safe. Yeah. Cause you know, in an, and maybe it's idealism, but I do appreciate that they showed a manager that was actually trying to protect his client and take mm. care of the client. And yes, it is about money. And yes, they are honest about, Hey, you need to do your Vitamix and you need to do your, your, your guests and your Gucci and your coach and your whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, because that makes them money too. Let's be honest. But of they, course, yeah. it was nice to see, where he was like hiding his phone and, and he's more like, you know, hey, it, it, it might not be true mm-hmm. because he knows she cares about Bastian a great deal. Um, or at the end where he like whips out two checks and he's like, this one's made out to the school. Yeah. And Charlie's like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. And like, but you're, it will, your, your uh, prenup doesn't go into effect until you take it. Right. And Charlie's like, what do you think of me? And I understand that point. 
you know, as a person, you sit there and go, you know, how bad do you think of me? But in the same token, a manager is, they're protecting their, their person. And that's why yeah. he says, you know, we were rooting for you. The world and me were rooting for you. We wanted you to win. It didn't work out, but you need to take this now because, right. you know. And, you know, that brings a fact that everything, when when emotions are are involved, you know, sometimes it's it gets muddy. So yeah. having something in writing before all of the stuff gets muddy. Well, in her case, I think it was slightly after everything. Well, before they filed. Uh, no, she said we haven't filed the paperwork. Technically, it didn't exist. So, right. yeah, you're right. Right. So, you know, it's it's just that, you know, when it's in black and white, it's 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 harder to argue. It was just nice seeing a little more like the best friend manager. We're not just a manager trying to like run the client into the, the ground. Business, yeah. You know, and also I'm again a little bit biased because it was John Bradley Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, every time we see a thing you're like, "Oh, he was in Game of Thrones." I'm like, "Okay." Yeah. So, like no reference here. And and just a, I know you mentioned Owen Wilson, but this is going to sound so bad and I'm going to link it in our show notes, mm. but every single time I see Owen Wilson, all I can think about is Tom Hiddleston doing Owen Wilson as Loki from Asgard. Oh my goodness. It's the greatest impression I've ever seen. And I couldn't stop. I was like, I'm Loki from Asgard. Oh my goodness. Yes, you, you're going to have to <laughs> link that. Humans uh, just need to understand their place. See, the, for me though, because he was so goofy, mm-hmm. I can actually buy that he was a mathlete. Really? <laughs> that, that's where I went. I was like, yeah, wow. I can see him as an actual teacher teaching math. Because he's I'm, like just geeky that way. You know, shout out to math teachers because with, without my math teachers and my aunt's also uh, a math teacher without... Mm. Her extra help, I never would have gotten through high school. And and shout out to our friend, uh, Leah, who's a math teacher. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes, she is. Kudos to math teachers. Math is hard. For me, it really was. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so who else in the cast? Um, Sarah Silverman, who plays Parker. I mean, I, you know, yes, she was the comedic relief, but mm-hmm. it was just her lines, especially like towards the end there, um, the end credit scene when when uh, Jayla's character was actually in Peoria. Peoria, I, it, yeah. It was just, I I thought she stole the scene there. It was just very. What was she's like? I'm I'm fading to black or I'm passing out right now or something like that. No, when when she was saying, you know, uh, you know, my best friend can't go back. And oh, forth. so not when when she got off the plane at the airport. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it was just it was just in very endearing. It's like mm-hmm. okay, yeah. Very cool. I didn't think they they used her enough, but I mean, I could understand why. They used her where they needed her. Yeah. I think what she did with what little she had was fun. Mm-hmm. So, During the uh, the school dance, right? Oh, yeah. She's like, I love yeah. you, Catch. Like, yeah, Parker. Hi. hi. Or, <laughs> you know, just having all the cell of the, phones. St- the students yeah, hide the yeah. cell phones. You know, out of respect. And, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it, there were little things where, and I guess this is why I get, I didn't, I wish they used her more, but I didn't mind is because they turned around and they make it feel like that really good best friend. You don't have to be around them 24 seven, but they're just there when you really need them. Mm-hmm. And it's as if time, no time has passed. Yep. Um, Chloe Coleman. She's so cute. Was adorable. And you know, Maluma as the, the bad boy. Well, well, yeah, you can really see that he, he was a bad boy. 
Well, the yeah, bad boy. in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I love his voice, like when he sings. Yeah, with that uh, that duet that they did. Marry Me. Marry but me. even when you listen to the soundtrack, he has individual songs on his own, and, and I, the titles elude me at the moment. But he really, it's like I found myself clicking into other music he's done. Mm. So should we move into the themes? Sure. Go ahead. Love is where you least expect it to be, find you, um, or what have you. I know I've mentioned time and time again where Sheila and I met. We met in a convention. In Pennsylvania. But here, here's the cute part. Sheila was born in the Philippines. She came to California, mm-hmm. lived and grew up in Kentucky, went back to California, came to New York for Columbia University, mm-hmm. went to Pennsylvania to a convention and met me. I've lived in New York. I've gone to school in New York. <laughs> And I went to Pennsylvania, but I don't think our relationship would have even gotten off the ground because you were in the city and I was in Long Island. And even though, let's be honest, it's not that far a distance and people be like, oh my God, what's wrong with you? But to get into the city, I always had to worry about what train I could get home Mm -hmm. constantly. It's like, because if I miss that one train, I'm stuck there. If I miss the 2 a.m. train, I'm stuck till 4 or 5 a.m. waiting for a train out. Right. So, you know... The thing but is, also, I happened to be going to John Jay College of Criminal Justice, getting my master's degree, and you lived in the city, and it was perfect. Right. And the the thing that always really got me was that we were not supposed to be at that convention. You no. were not. You were not originally going to go, and I was definitely not going to go. And we had friends who said, "You know what? We have you spare need tickets. a break. Just go. Yeah, I, you come with us." And and that's what happened. And I was like. Oh, all right. Now, what would have happened? What if, right? Well, either one of us didn't go. I, I credit our different. friend. Um, I credit our friend Laura for me even going because she knew I was having a. I was going through some stuff, and she just turned around and said, "Hey, I have an extra ticket." Or uh, her friend had an extra ticket. Do you want to go? And all I had to do was pay my ticket. They had the room. They had everything, and I, I still, you know, paid my way. But the idea is, everything was already in place. Mm-hmm. I just had to join and pay my share. I was like, sure, why not? And we didn't even, the funny thing is that convention, I didn't even have a ticket for Saturday. I only had a ticket for that Sunday. Mm. And I saw you Saturday night, but I was like, yeah, you know, it's a big convention. I'm not going to. And then you were literally everywhere I went on Sunday, I saw you. So that is why I say love will find you. The universe has basically got its own plan. And the one thing I liked about this is if you you just take a chance and you, you jump when an opportunity presents itself and, you know, don't be creepy about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, it. Yeah, I guess that's the key, right? It has to be consenting. And consenting, please. Between you two know, consenting adults. It's just one of those things where if you're willing to take a risk, there are things that in love can find you. That's mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, you know, people keep trying, right? Because... Mm-hmm. When you do find it, it really, it really is like absolutely worth it. And I, and that's J Lo's character in this movie, right? She she kept trying, and she even said in one of her lines that you know, she believes in marriage, mm-hmm. even though you know with Owen it, or Owen's character it's Charlie, Charlie, it's the fourth mm-hmm. uh, marriage for her. So, you know, the the I guess hope springs eternal, right? Yeah, there's always hope there. Um, you know, Kat's character. Uh, Cat's character, <laughs> Jalo's character, Cat. One of the things that Cat says is that uh, nobody's all bad, and she says that in reference to Charlie when they were discussing her past relationships. And it's so true. Nobody's all bad. It mm-hmm. would be so much easier 
if life was clean cut that way. Yeah, if but things then, were just like clear as crystal. Yeah, but then it wouldn't be interesting. But the whole point is humans aren't. Mm-hmm. And when I take that line, I think it's an it's an excellent example of just reminding you nobody is perfect. It doesn't it doesn't matter what you're doing. Nobody's all bad, nobody's all good. Everybody has varying shades of gray and varying levels of either one. Mm-hmm. So we need to take everybody as a case-by-case basis. And with that, you know, humans do learn to live and to grow. And that's why change can be hard, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's not always constant. And so, you know, learning how to adapt can open up a new a new world, right? And that whole scene, you know, the day after when when they finally got together, mm-hmm. right? They were they were basically daring each other to do each other's thing, right? So well, uh, not, not Char- daring each other to do but, each other's things. Like Charlie wasn't singing, Cat wasn't doing no, that. but Charlie was telling Cat, you know, pushing each other out of their comfort zone. Exactly, and don't don't have everybody else doing stuff for you. You can do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And then having Charlie actually use the power of the internet to reach more kids and you know be use it use it for his teaching, right? Because he never did any of that social media stuff. Yeah. Right? He didn't even have an iPhone before this whole thing. Phone. The look okay, I just have to do a tangent here because the look on Kat's assistant, Melissa's face, when she saw a flip phone, it's hysterical to me. Because that's the exact same look my father gets wherever he goes because he only has a flip phone. I was actually going to say, when he did that in that scene, I actually thought about your father the first thing. I was like, oh, my Lord. But in, in my father's defense, he really hates the idea of a smartphone and doesn't really want to have to learn it. And it's yeah. it's really, it's more than he needs. The flip phone does everything. So he has like 10,000 text messages that are unread. <laughs> he's like, how do I reply? And I'm like, we well, have to hit this button three or four times. He's like, nope. Yeah. And you know what? He's better on the phone anyway. Yeah, he's <laughs> he he's one of those them. people who understands and, and deals with it better. Yeah. Um, And also the, the, the one thing that Kat says and it's interesting because Charlie responds to it the way people normally would mm-hmm. when you're in his situation, which I, I, I like that they didn't change that. But at one point um, when there's all the rumors of them, Kat and Bastian sing again mm-hmm. and everybody's going, oh, they're back together. And the Internet just does what the Internet does. We, we really, yeah. let's be honest, social media does what it does. And Kat literally says to Charlie, well, if it's online, it must be true. And then his face is, oh, because again, somebody who really doesn't use social media, who isn't really involved in it and and doesn't want to, his heart's involved, emotions are involved. It made sense that his face kind of falls. And then she goes, you know, it's not true, right? It's a very common thing that's going on right now. Well, see, okay. All right. Because uh, I didn't quite understand where you were going with that. Because when I, when she said it, I knew she meant that sarcastically, mm-hmm. but to your point, Charlie, because he's not on it, yeah. doesn't quite understand and thought that it was real. So, yeah. And even if he doesn't think it's real, it's the fact that he's he's emotionally so invested in it and he's so attached to it. I'm glad that they didn't use and, and make that a frivolous moment because they could have had Charlie turn around and be like, oh, yeah, I know that. Mm-hmm. Because there are a lot of people that do that. You know, there's a lot of people that say, I know it's just on the Internet. You got to do your own research. But the fact that emotions are involved, once emotions get involved, it's very hard to delineate. Right. Because you know you, 
no one wants to get hurt. Exactly. So oh. I like that they kept it an honest portrayal there. But yeah. it, it's very true. You know, not everything on the internet is true. You need to talk to the individual you're with. And what does Charlie do? Charlie doesn't talk. He walks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it, he had his doubts to begin with. And mm-hmm. then, you know, when, when it looked like, oh, okay, this might work. And they actually got together, you know, hope there well, that it could work. And then the reality kind of sinks in, especially when Bastion comes back into the picture. And then he's like, okay, you know what? No, this, this is way too much for me. That's one. That's something else that also stuck out to me as a theme that I, I know it's not here in our notes. Um, it's the idea that just because you have X, Y, and Z doesn't mean you're any better than somebody else. You know, Charlie is a teacher and he's a good father and he's a good person. Mm. Kat is just a really good person who happens to sing. I like the idea of just love doesn't know the difference, you know, and, and Kat doesn't see any difference between them. Why do we as human beings look at someone else and go, they're too good for me. They are better than me. He was looking at it going, you know, she's too good for me. She's not going to be around. Well, Even they though, lived in different circles, different exactly. worlds. It's very, you know, it is hard. I guess my point is the theme of we have to stop putting ourselves down. We have to stop thinking less of ourselves just because somebody else might have more. We are good enough. We are enough no matter what circle we're in. We're enough. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. So with that, shall we talk about the bad? Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> um, okay. So when when we were watching this, it, it kept nagging at me. I'm like, you know, I've seen this before. And I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. Yeah. That, that was one <laughs> of your favorite movies and you made me watch it. But really, no, I, it's true. I've never seen it. And then it is a good film. It is. A good I, it's, film. A, it's the it, same. It, film. We're talking about Notting Hill, of course. Yes. Julia um, Roberts. And so and Hugh Grant. Um, and so, you know, I was like, ah, yes, that's what it was. Because it was it was just nagging me. And and when you said it, like, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Not as great a soundtrack, but a pretty darn good one. Mm. Um, yeah. It was, well, it, so because it reminded me of that, and and I don't know, maybe because I saw Notting Hill first. To me, Notting well, you had to. Notting Hill I, I, came I, out I, in nineteen ninety nine. I think that's true. Um, not where I was going though. What what <laughs> I meant to say was that you know, to me, Notting Hill seemed to be um, executed a little better than. I than think this. the difference is it it. It seemed somewhat choppy. And I, the thing is, here's okay. I have to slow my roll for a second. Every now and again, they would switch to the social media live feeds on like an Instagram mm-hmm. and the cameras would shift around. And I completely liked that they did that because they were trying to show you how busy and how chaotic Kat's life is and how 24 7 of her life really is being documented and mm-hmm. live streamed and shared. And yet Kat still says, they think they know me. Well, yeah. So she's really, in essence, when she's with him, she's herself. When she's somewhere else, even though there might be a grain of who she is, but she really is documenting all of this stuff, especially when she goes live. There's a, there's a hair that might be on, so to speak. 
Well, yeah, yeah. You're so in front of a camera. The but because they did that to show her life being chaotic and streamed and and modern use and everything, it felt a it felt slightly jumpier. And I think that might have been the difference. It, it's smoother in Notting Hill. I don't know that it's it was that necessarily. I think that the story itself and maybe some of the dialogue was just not. I don't know how to explain it. Really, it felt it's just, clunky. It just it wasn't. Um, it's like a Marvel versus DC movie. <laughs> That's the only way I can try to explain it. Okay, but wait, wait, wait. Slow that for a second because I haven't really come across a DC film that I thoroughly... Well, no, no, I, I liked... No, did I? Have I? We liked the, the Suicide Squad and we liked the, the other one with... Um, uh, oh my gosh. What is the title of that movie? With... Um, Harley Quinn? Harley Quinn, the yes. fabulously the, that, long, that long title? Yes, that one. <laughs> All right, yeah, no, okay, so we have seen two DC movies that, but notice one thing about them, we both like Harley Quinn. <laughs> wait, wait, but you're, you're right, in what? essence, you're right. It's not that it's a bad movie, it's just not Marvel level. Right, so that, I, I, that, that, that makes sense. That's what I'm trying to explain. So it's good, it's just not quite Notting Hill level. Right. Okay, right. that's fine. For me, one thing I actually pointed out to you that was disturbing in a bit Mm. Every now and again, if you, you know, I like to watch the background, especially because they had the Instagram feeds and all this other stuff. You wanted to see the comments that were popping. So your eye would be drawn to the side for a second because I'd want to see what the comments would be oh, see, I um, on the phones. It. Oh, see, I loved that. I was loving reading the comments. Mm. Um, and I thought that was cute. But every now and again, the bottom screen would warp like there was a fisheye lens that they flattened out. Mm, yeah. And it was weird, but it completely, I was like, oh, there it is again. Oh, it was random. Yeah, I noticed I noticed it, and that that actually threw me off. I'm like, wait, this is supposed to be, you know, mm-hmm. like a major motion picture. And, and it had weird, a, a weird lens yeah, thing. Yeah, um, and I And it was, it was pretty obvious in certain sequences when you're looking um, to the side, it is obvious. Uh, I don't know if they do that normally and they flatten. I mean, I have no idea. I don't know either. But I mean, for me, who doesn't look at the side things to notice that it was a little warped, then it's, it's is very odd. Yeah. So that's that was the thing that was jarring to me. Um, and OK, I have to explain this because mm. I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, that's why it's like it's not a 100 percent bad. It's just a eh, I don't understand. Mm the timeline of the relationship I couldn't follow. So, and let me clarify because I don't mean Charlie and Kat. I mean the relationships Kat has had when Charlie and Kat are in his apartment for the very first time. And he says, you still believe in marriage, even though you've been married like what, six times. And she goes, no, three. Well, this one is four Mm -hmm. and says that Charlie is number four, but then they're walking tank outside before he takes his power nap. And she says she met Bastian after she broke up with husband two because husband two did something and then released a sex tape. That to me implies that Bastian would be husband number three because there's no clarification that she married somebody else in between. So if Bastian is number three and they never got married, isn't Charlie number three, not number four? I, you know, I didn't actually take I don't remember her saying that. I just remember them talking about it but, might be too nitpicky. <laughs> it probably is because I'm like, okay, you know, the thi- the the thing that I got from that, the takeaway for me was that she kept trying. You know, mm-hmm. she's trying to find that spark, that love. I I just I delve too deep yeah, into well, things, and it's fine. I mean, 
you know, the the fact that she did hold that thing that said sing mm-hmm. to me was like a reminder, even though Bastion gave it to her, it's, it's, it's more for, for her to really know, okay, you know what? You're good enough. Like what you were saying earlier. Well, that going a- along with that, just a little positive note, even Kat says, you know, I've never been nominated for anything. It didn't, in, in in him saying that sing thing, it's like, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You are enough. Your music is beautiful. Everybody, it doesn't matter what other people think in awards and whatnot. None of that matters. Is it beautiful and wonderful and amazing to get one? Sure. But at but the end the of validation. the day, yeah, it's the validation. But who validates you? Truth be told, in the end of all of this, you have millions upon millions upon millions of fans who know your name, who buy your music. Isn't that validation enough? Mm-hmm. If, if somebody loves you with their whole heart and mind and being, that should be validating enough. And I can say with massive certainty, I still have insecurities, even though you give me that validation, because validation also needs to come from me. Yeah, but I can always help you with that. Yes. So it's all good. Cheating is never a good thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I put you really, that in you, the bag. You, 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 went, you went there, huh? I did not nice no it's it's never a good thing especially if you're you know about to get married yeah really so don't even get married then um let's go to the cute shall we the cute um at the very very end and you you blink and you miss it after uh the remix of marry me starts and you see cat dancing you know the credits are rolling and she's sitting on a piano and um like recording a song or something i don't don't think she's recording but it might be preparing for a live Mm. concert and he's sitting in the front row and it looks like he's grading or writing something and he's actually wearing his wedding ring. Whereas the entire time up to this point, they had never worn wedding, wedding rings. Of course, because, you know... It wasn't real. Yeah. That made it real. Yeah. Um, for me, when, you know, we were speaking about, you know, the internet is not all real. Um, in one scene where, you know, they were, there was speculation that, um, Charlie was buying a pregnancy test for Kat. <laughs> and he said, I was buying a stool softener for, for Tank. For Tank. <laughs> like, There's no, it's not, it's for Tank. <laughs> I know, I, was, I laughed out loud at that. I'm he, like, like, he drags his ace like, I was buying a stool softener for Tank. Yes. I killed, I was, I was laughing out loud with that. Um, when, when Charlie bought the corsage, Yes, that was so adorable. And then she's like, oh, he's like, oh, and I bought you this to give to me. She's like, oh, I'm so glad I thought of that. It was cute. Yeah. It was the the, the hijinks of just starting to get to know someone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was cute. You know, the kids dancing with Kat trying to to separate and distract. Um, I am going to, if you would, is there any other cute you have? Um, Yes, I do. At the end. When um, you know they were they were all sitting at the couch and Tank was on the couch with them and Cat was trying to to feed Tank and then Tank went <laughs> and they all <laughs> jumped and I swear I heard crew laughing with that one I, I I thought the crew was too I thought like it was an outtake or something yeah, but it like was a blooper I don't know. it was it was great though um, I I like in the ending credits where they had couples talking about how they met. And that, you know, there was actually a same-sex couple there that, you know, they were talking about, like, timing. And I, I was just thinking, you know, I I was always a morning person. You were always, like, an afternoon, late evening person. Now we're both morning people. <laughs> yeah. I got you. I got you on my schedule. Look yeah. at that. Um, what you do for love. And then the the thing that, the, 
the couple that really got me was the 81 year old couple mm-hmm. where they said that they, they first you know, met in diapers cause they were like born a few days apart. And now 81 years later, they're still, they're now in diapers together. <laughs> I thought that was just so adorable. It's like, oh, yeah. they're growing all together. And that's what we will do. Just preferably not ever needing diapers. Okay. Well, we eventually will, but that's no, okay. I refuse. So there are some times when something sticks out to me and I don't want to say it's bad because I'm not quite sure it's a bad thing because you may need it for varying reasons and it's not quite a good and it's not a cute. So I kind of have to put it into the, I don't know what to think of it. Okay. Product placement. Oh, you know, Kat's a massive star and I understood that she endorses things, you know, um, like Vitamix and Coach and Guess. But there was also literally in the classroom where Kat is trying to explain to the kids that she really screwed up. I think it was 2010 VMA's live performance. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm remembering these things. And. The kid goes, I've got it. Okay, Google, show me cat. And like literally like that. And then when it ends, cat goes, thanks, Google. And then when they're bringing back the social media and he's like, wow, he's only been on it for like 24 hours. He has like half a million followers. And they're like, you know, Charlie, Mr. Gilbert, you need a website. And the kid, the same kid with the okay Google goes, I already set it up on Wix.com. It, it just felt out of place. But I'm not quite, I mean, I understand product placement helps make movies, but I don't, I don't know if it was this necessary. I don't know if there was something behind it, if there was reasoning. It just, the the kid with the Wix.com, I think that's the one that really sticks with me. I think the point though there was that they, kids these days are very But all they had to do was I already set it up for you. I I understand Numbers never lie. But. I didn't need it. And again, it's not a bad, it's not a good, it's not a cute. It's just a, Why? Well, maybe it's because we, I don't know, maybe it was so in, in your face in this movie because there are product placements for other movies and maybe yeah, it's more subtle. Yeah, but you drink subtle. a Pepsi or, you know, you're, there's every, I mean, you and I have fun in certain movies when we find all the cars and we're like, ooh, how many Beamers are there? And you go, one, two, three, four, five, six, and we'll count. <laughs> oh, wait, it's accurate today, you know, mm-hmm. and we'll make jokes about it. Um, but in this, maybe it's like the camera angles where it's just out of place where it wasn't necessary in a classroom like that, it wasn't necessary. Mm. Well, maybe someone else will will agree with that. Maybe, maybe not. I do not know. <laughs> All right. So, any other bad, good, cute in between? No. No. I think I'm good. Okay. So then, that basically ends our discussion of marry me. Yes. Yes. Okay. So with that, it's time for our forever fangirls rating. Drum roll, please. We rate Marry Me 3.5 stars. And this is a blended rating. Yeah, I actually thought it was a little bit better. I gave it a four. Yeah, I know. I worry I about the day three. we get a 3.25. I'm going to be like, how the heck am I going <laughs> to? Well, um, look, in my humble opinion, if you put aside the predictability of it all, Marry Me has one underlying theme that just hit me in a different way. It landed differently for me. Mm. There could be a one in a billion chance to find love or to find an opportunity or to try something different. And if that opportunity comes to you and it's something you really, really want, you try. 
And when I met you and I finally started getting confidence in myself, you were my one in a billion. I just come out of a horrible, horrible relationship. I have a long history of horrible relationships and I found you and you are my one in a billion. I met you in a different state. And I think about that and you're one in a billion that I met and that I fell in love with. But that one in a billion allowed me to get a different perspective on life. And you changed me. You were my one in a billion that I, I grew with. And that allowed me to look at life differently. And then when an opportunity came to, you know what? I want to write. I want to be creative. I love the entertainment industry. The opportunity to self-publish all of a sudden started showing up. And I was like, no, 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 I'm scared. I'm scared. And you just looked at me and went, write it. You don't ever have to publish it. Just write it. I wrote two chapters and two people read it and went, where's the rest? Mm. That was my one in a billion. And no, I'm not a millionaire and I'm not making tons of money off every book, but I'm happier because I'm, I'm trying. You take a risk. If it's available to you and obviously take a case by case basis, please. Yeah. But it's the idea that have faith in yourself to make the right decision and don't allow fear to hold you back. If it's being afraid of trying something that you have dreamed of your whole life, don't allow that fear to hinder you. If it's fear because you're afraid to take that risk, you're afraid to say hello to someone, you're afraid to write that book, just try. So what? Your book doesn't sell, it doesn't. But you know what? You did it. Yeah, and no one can take that from you. Exactly. And that is a stepping stone. So that is why I thought the film was a little bit better. Mm. When you said, you know, fear holds you back, my my email actually has this little um, tagline that I've heard um, very recently. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's like words to live by. And it's that, you know, fear does not prevent death. It prevents life. And so it's exactly that, right? Yeah. If you don't try, nothing will ever happen to you. Like Kat says... When Charlie keeps trying to tell her that marriage fails, and when you get to the second marriage, it's even higher, greater failure, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. And she says, well, if 48% fail, it's still 52% that succeed. Yeah. It's looking Some, at it the different way. Sometimes it's just how you look at it. Mm-hmm. It's a hard, hard thing to do to take a chance. It's a hard, sometimes impossible feeling of looking at a thing in a different perspective. But you know what? Sometimes... If you sit in a problem long enough, the answer will find you. Yeah. My wife is such a romantic, and I, can't, I don't think I can follow that at all. But I'm going to try. Cause I'm sorry. I, so the film didn't hit me this, quite the same way it, it did you. Mm-hmm. Um, you. For me, it was a very cute film. And yes, it was very predictable. Um, you actually figured out a lot of the plot oh, yeah. twists. And I was leaning over when she surprises looked. She's going to write on this. She's going to do this. And I'm like, She's gonna do that. really? Why am I watching this film then? But, um, you know, it, it did remind me very much of Notting Hill. Um, and, it, you know, it's, it's not the same level. But that said, it's still a, a pretty good watch on a Friday night date night right before Valentine's Day. And so that's why I'm like, yeah, give it a shot. And plus the music is really good. So yeah, the music know. is good. So are you you're good with everything? Yeah, like I said, I couldn't really follow I'm that. I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. 
It's okay. I want you to know my wife gives me the notes and she's like, okay, this is what we discussed. And I'm looking at the notes. And I'm like, I'm totally going to say something different here. <laughs> That's totally fine. But anyway, that is going to be our show for today, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. Were there any key points that we uh, we missed? Was there anything, any comments or anything else? Do us a favor and leave us a message at speakpipe.com forward slash forever fangirls podcast. And if you're listening to this podcast on your smartphone, be heard. To sh- be sh- be- <laughs> I, I need a new mouth. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Be sure to hit that little subscribe button. Um, so you don't miss any episode and rate review if you've got a moment. Until next time, stay safe. Be kind and remember, as Kat says, someone told me that if you sit in a question long enough, the answer finds you. And the answer is, I don't want to keep making the same mistakes over and over. I want something different.